So this is Hafthor Julius Björsson and you're uh, listening to uh, Stark Raven Matt. Make sure you will listen to all of it or I will crush your hat like this. Ow! And welcome to Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast. I am the host, Mike Marbach, and I wanted to take a moment at the top to say a few quick things. Uh, the first is that this episode is our Game of Thrones Season 5 wrap-up. Uh, everything is on the table to get discussed, and everything uh, pretty much does get discussed, uh, which led to this episode being about two and a half hours long. So uh, I cut it down and split it up into two different parts. First part is what you're listening to now. Uh, the second part will be released on June 26th. So if you uh, want to stop back then for the second part, please do. Uh, you can also subscribe. Uh, that's, uh, that's so you don't have to keep checking because we're going to be doing a lot of these episodes in the off-season. And uh, if you don't want to have to keep checking, then subscribe and it will be automatically downloaded to your listening device. Um, also, while you're subscribing rate and review us if you enjoy what you're listening to have enjoyed it over the last uh, season or several seasons then please go to itunes and uh, rate and review the podcast it will help other people find us as well um that's all i really have for you enjoy it's real you did all right we're ready yes. mm-hmm. all right hello everybody and welcome to stark raven mad a game of thrones podcast this is our season five wrap-up episode where we're going to Talk about the entire season, some winners and losers of the season, uh, different plot lines, maybe make some predictions uh, for, for each uh, here and there. Um, so to start, uh, I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and my overall impression of the season, and then you guys can go across to the right or around to the right uh, and say yours, was that I think this may be the weakest season of the series. Uh, I love everything about the show, but as uh, if, I'm, if I'm being honest, and what are we if not honest on this podcast? Uh, <laughs> Definitely not coherent. <laughs> no. Uh, and that is, uh, it's, it was. It was just weak. There was a lot of really, really great moments that seemed to be just kind of uh, stretched uh, way too thin. Mm-hmm. So that's my overall impression. Uh, I'm Mallory Rhodes, and my overall impression was uh, very similar. There was a lot of really great moments, but it seemed like they didn't build up the tension enough or they just weren't played exactly right how I wanted them to be. Um, I was kind of, I was disappointed in a lot of the season. There was a lot of great moments, but like I found myself like digging deep into like history of Westeros because I love this world and I love staying in it, but I was bored with the show. So I kept looking up history and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, this is Kevin Ruth. Uh, big fan of the show. Um, <laughs> no, I... Uh, yeah, I agree. It was it was a weaker season. Um, I think, for me, the biggest part was they finally caught up to the books. Um, and <clears throat> I hope this isn't an indicator of when the show kind of goes off script when they start to have to invent things that aren't currently in the books. I, I hope they start, you know, 
uh, keeping up the same energy that uh, they have in past seasons now that they're going beyond uh, what's been written. So, yeah. Uh, David Danella, <clears throat> uh, similar sentiments, um, except I, I will say that the one silver lining I thought to this season was that this season to me had some of the some of the silliest things I've ever seen in the show, and I'm a full supporter of that. Yeah. Um, so I hope that they can. I hope that they keep that momentum going, and I hope there's more silly fun like uh, like everything that happened in Dorn, um, and Danny riding on a dragon, which was one of the you know, super silly. Yeah, just uh, it was uh, that visually it was very silly. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I agree. Um, I thought that um, I thought that the season just did a really bad job of of um, creating stakes for the characters. I mean, mm-hmm. people made choices and big things happened, but you never felt like anything was important. Um, the exception, of course, being a zombie horde. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Frank Farrell, uh, The Wire, Season 2. Lost, Season 4. Uh, uh, the NBC lineup during the 2007 writer's strike across the board. Uh, I think these things all share a, a common thread of uh, not quite hitting the mark. And we can add season five of Game of Thrones to this for all the reasons previously described. I think because I think the big thing is these are all things that really stand out to me that if I watch uh, these things as a whole, they're important bridges and they introduce characters that I like but as if I had never watched any season of Game of Thrones and then thrown this on I don't think that I would have been as emotionally attached to a lot of these characters as the show thinks I would have been yeah Uh, this this season the previous seasons uh, from beginning to end uh, beginning of season one to the end of season one beginning of season two end of season two and so on uh, seem to have beginnings and ends. Uh, like, if the series were to end, you'd be like, oh, shit, well, I guess I have to imagine kind of what happens now. But they had kind of wrap-ups to different to different things, really big moments that kind of pushed things forward. But if it were to end, it would suck. Um, but at least you had some closure to things. This uh, had some of those things, but it, it didn't have the feeling of those seasons at all. Uh, like I said earlier, it, it just felt like there was big moments that they were just kind of trying to, that they knew they had to reach uh, or wanted to reach it was just the the method that they, that they took to get there was just kind of kind of funky yeah yeah as a book reader there were a lot of things that I was waiting to see on screen and a lot of those things were not done how I pictured them uh, the only thing that I was really satisfied with was Cersei's walk I've been waiting for that for a long time. Um, but I don't feel like she was in prison for long enough. Like, I wanted her to be in there for, like, half the season. Not for, like, an episode and a half, you yeah. know? Um, I was also excited how the first shot, the first scene was a flashback. Because I was like, oh, great, when she's in prison later, they're going to have flashbacks to, like, all this important shit that happened in her life. And maybe we won't think that, Cer- like, when you- I was reading the book you get inside Cersei's head and she's a little bit more of a sympathetic character and you realize how fucking crazy she is, but you're more, you have more sympathy towards her. And in this show, I just feel I like actually, she's like evil, evil, she's an evil bitch. I gotta disagree. I, I, I found that, that, 
and maybe, maybe it's um, maybe it's it was just the way I read the books and then um, and then watched the show. But I found Cersei to be a as on the show to be a much more sympathetic character mm. than the books. Um, with the exception being um, this season where so this season in, in the books and in the show is where Cersei starts to become a sympathetic character right like not that she acted wisely but she's really she's really on an island you know you and in the books you start getting into her head and you like but like on the show like seasons one two and three and four even like Cersei is just to me like a cartoon villain in in the book equivalents of that and um, I, I think I think the actress that plays her did a tremendous job of yeah. rounding that person out in a sympathetic way. When you say you're a book reader, what what book? I've read all the. I read the first book. I oh, these books. To the next. Okay, because yeah. technically we all could say we're book readers, right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, David. I've read I several book books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I was thinking like this is unrelated, but Hunger Games two. I read the book, and then the movie was exactly what I pictured in my head. And that was very satisfying, you know what I mean? So to watch this season, to pick, to have pictured things going completely differently, and then some things that completely deviated or were done completely differently, um, it wasn't satisfying to me because I had been waiting for these things, and then, and then they didn't happen, or they happened in a way that was just not, like... Fully realized they weren't as good as it was in my head. The first time I kissed a girl, yeah, uh, her breath was a little weird. <laughs> okay, but I still liked it. Was that a haiku? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I've said many times in this podcast, whenever uh, book changes come up, uh, that I don't care. Uh, I don't care how it's translated from from the book to the series because I mean this like is a as I just said is a, a Game of Thrones podcast not a, a Song yeah. of Ice and Fire podcast um, and even if it was something where we try to focus on the differences a song of, that's that who is that Tina Marie and uh, Rick Rick James right I don't know what you're talking about Song of Ice and Fire the book series that's the name of the book series. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? What just happened? I'm not a book reader. I, I feel like in seasons past, they've made changes, but they've made sense to me. Oh, I feel like it, you completely threw me off. I had I was going somewhere with it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> then I've done my job. Um, I feel like. All right, go ahead. I feel like in in seasons before when they. Um, made changes, it made sense to me because I was like, okay, well, things can't be done in the show where it makes sense or it cuts out a bunch of storyline that doesn't matter. Um, changes that they made in this season were disappointing to me because I was, I, it didn't make as much sense to me. Yeah, and I don't think we need that book knowledge to see that what they did stunk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's what was so frustrating is because, like, why didn't they just do it how it is? Like, how it's... How the source material says it is. But, they could have done it, but right? it wasn't it's so It's like, better. why didn't they do it like they did in seasons one through four? I mean, uh, Mike and I were talking a couple weeks ago 
um, about it's the last time we spoke. Yeah, we, we don't speak. <laughs> um, we were talking, or actually, this was, and this was actually not that long ago, even. But uh, we were talking about like the scene where uh, Melisandre meets Thoros and Mir, right? Mm. And uh, he delivers this monologue about like how he got quote unquote got the resurrection power. Um, and it's just it's like here's this kind of peripheral character and we like know about him as a person and we know like how he feels about things we like then and, and that, I think that's the thing with like all these all like books and, and movies the things that people really get into like Lord of the Rings Harry Potter Harry Potter Song of Ice and Fire um, what happens with them is you feel like you can point to any corner of the world and there's and there's this breadth of not like things might be flat but you feel like you could they could be turned into 3D that quickly and that happens in Game of Thrones all the time where characters that are just there for a second all of a sudden they become the thing important. but in this season we didn't get that and so and we got a lot of like things that were supposed to matter kind of based on the show's what I'm going to call the show's honor system in the sense that um they're saying this is important because we tell you to, not because we earned it this time. Right. Yeah. They used to earn it, and this yeah. time, and this season, they just told us. Yeah, and there lazy. was there was there was it. It was very lazy, and they. I felt like they were treating us, and we've talked about this before, like we were idiots. Uh-huh. Uh, there was so much uh, scenes that were in there just to kind of tip you off to something later on, and not in a good way. Like that, that's useful information, mm-hmm. but. The like the scene with uh, Bron and uh, Tyene, uh, with the, the whole poison thing, uh, was in there seemingly now just for the purpose of the end Bad when pussy. when just, Alaria just, yeah just so just to know. get that one line <laughs> uh, when Alaria poisons uh, I knew immediately Marcella I knew as yeah. soon as her on. sorry <laughs> uh, uh, when she poisons Marcella and then she takes that little little vial and downs it but. It seems like this show used to trust us with with figuring some things out uh, and uh, having some sort of discussion around did it, did this happen did that happen and then later on uh, like with the poisoning of Joffrey we had a whole episode devo- of this of this uh, podcast devoted trying to figure out who it was that did it okay. I feel like if that was done this season we would have known. Because we could just easily point back to one scene very, very clearly. Whereas with that, there were things that you can kind of piece together and, and do it. Whereas with this, it's like, oh, oh, okay. Right. I guess that's solved. Right. They would have yelled at the guard. Yeah. yeah so they would have said, hey, <laughs> yeah. guard, don't look at the king yeah. before he's about to die. So that we'll, we'll fire you if you do it again. And they'll mm-hmm. go, okay. And then when he looks over, we'll go, ah, he truly is the one who murdered Joffrey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd say along the lines of kind of uh, spoon feeding us information, the very last episode <clears throat> with the like previously on Game of Thrones, uh, the worst, the the whole yeah. you know the Benjamin Stark, um, you know he, he was like barely in the show, and they bring him back just be like, hey guys, this was a character, and we're gonna mention him in a sentence. Uh, just so you know it's important the sentence that's going to be mentioned <laughs> Just could have been like oh my uncle's back question mark and we would have gotten all that information that, that is, instead of being like oh does he come back are we going to see this yeah. character this actor again and then they show Walker? Serio and Marin Trent uh, mm-hmm. just 
so anybody who may have not watched the show for the last three seasons would know why he's getting his eyes uh, poked out and stabbed in the gut. Yeah. Uh, and then his throat slit. Um, also, he's a pedophile. Also, he's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like what if what if somebody watched that episode without the beginning <laughs> and they were just like. She just killed that guy for no reason. <laughs> what? Sure, he was a pedophile. Yeah, that doesn't. He was just disciplining his da- disciplining his daughters. Yeah. <laughs> My dad did that to me. I came out fine. Oh God. Oh. They probably came home late. <laughs> and took a rod to them. <laughs> you know what I meant. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Uh. <laughs> Any other general things? Uh, one other thought I had was just the editing of the show. Uh, and I talked to David about that, too, uh, a few weeks ago, the last time we spoke. Uh, <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> we talk, like, every day. Hey, yeah, people, please don't worry. <laughs> Mike and I are fine, okay? <laughs> We're fine. You guys are best friends. Uh, Everyone knows it. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah, uh, the editing stunk. <laughs> the editing was another major issue within this show. Uh, we talked about the timing of things. Like, I really feel that this season, first of all, tone-wise, was, un- was ne- yeah all over the place. And when it was in a place, it was a needlessly dark, like mm-hmm. unnecessary dark mm-hmm. uh, at times. Um, uh, where you have some shows that live, that, that operate in a very kind of dark environment, but they're still uplifting moments. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones has had very dark tones, but had moments of, like, uplifting moments. Uh, This season had very few of those. So why not let us go out with one of those moments, such as Danny flying off on that dragon? Mm -hmm. We didn't need her to... Um, we didn't need that scene in that la- in that last episode with the Dothraki surrounding yeah. her. That should have ended the first episode of next season, in my opinion. Now, yeah, I completely agree. I was actually just talking to Nicole Lebrec, who's a fan of the podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Nikki Lebee. I was talking about this with her last night. I said, "Why didn't we? Why do we have to end on John? Why couldn't that be the cliffhanger? And then we don't see him at all in the last season. And we're like, what the fuck is going on?" Um, and then end with Danny flying off on a dragon and be like, is she going to Westeros? What's happening? Mm-hmm. And said, no, she's just in the Dothraki Sea fucking around. So look forward to that next season. Yeah. I, I am looking forward I am to that. Well. I'm, I'm tremendously too. looking forward to I want to put on the record I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I, 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 too, am looking forward to it, but... I'd much rather speculate on yeah. on what's happening for a there. year. That that would that was a a point that they settled that didn't need to get settled right now. People would have been fine with her flying off into where is she? You know who knows where. Yeah. Um, this season was just riddled with things that we we bad cliffhangers in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, needless cliffhang cliffhangers uh, such as. Um, such as no, Jon Snow's not a needless one I think that's that's pretty huge that's mm-hmm. necessary uh, such as we'll, we'll chat about it the but. freeze frame of Theon and uh, and Sansa <laughs> jumping over the wall will they <laughs> will they survive <laughs> tune in next week yeah, yeah. those Duke boys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to be sure to fill out this week's Dakota puzzle <laughs> guys I, I, this is the first time that this occurred to me how great would it have been if uh, 
Bran have flown in and picked them up both, and <laughs> and that was the flyaway shot of the <laughs> season. Wow! Yeah. What Bran as a as a no, Bran is a flying person. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is how I picture when he says, "You will fly." I picture Bran <laughs> like Superman, like Superman. And he comes out and he picks them both up and they fly away. By the away. scruff of their necks. Yeah. Says, you rascals. Off to Winterfell. Well, I have Winterfell. friends. In Winterfell. <laughs> no, Danny. Off the tree. Uh, uh, any other general season thoughts? See, off the tree. Ah, uh, still, still, like I mean, like uh, we're shit. I think feel like we're shitting on the whole, and there were still individual phone moments. Oh it's, yeah, it's just never yeah. measure the 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 parts never equal the whole, and yeah. other seasons have had the whole. Yeah, be greater. And people that are that are listening, this is a Game of Thrones podcast. We do this because we love the show. Right. Uh, <laughs> I still love everything about this season, but in comparison to previous seasons, it was weak. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was it was the weakest. Oh, and then so again, I and I agree with Fred that I keep doing this. I agree with Frank that um, that this was a that there were a lot of good moments. One thing that we didn't get this season was I felt did we get one fight between like two studs? Yeah, uh, strong guy, fast guy. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Yeah, that was like, 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 I feel like every other every other season we've gotten like a good. A good battle good between. Good, I mean, like obviously, Hardhome was an awesome action set, but, it but we didn't get like yeah, we didn't get a good one. We didn't get a Brienne um, and the Hound. Yeah, Jamie and Jamie and Ned. Ned, yeah. There was uh, for the first time full frontal male nudity. Yes. Wait, what? And serious, yeah. serious walk of. Uh, oh, oh, the yeah. jiggly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. it was <laughs> so unnecessary oh. and rude. I'm just really disappointed in the show. I just I don't understand how they treat them like that. Alright, then let's uh let's jump into we talked a bit about all of this stuff already, but we're gonna go in, in depth. So with Dorn, we had J- the uh, adventures of Jamie and Braun, uh we had the bland snakes, uh we left with Marcella being uh being I'm I'm assuming that, that she's dead. Uh and um yeah, Jamie and, and, and Tristane headed off to uh, King's Landing. So, first of all, the question is, how do you feel about this storyline in particular? Uh, and then, where do you think things are going? I, David. I was really ready for Marcella to be a character. Yeah. I was very excited for that, and I, and consequently, I, I was upset that she's dead already. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was a... This was a, like... Uh, we were um, we were giving a. I felt like we were given a promissory note to steal from Martin Luther King in Oberyn that said, "Hey, Dorne's going to be fucking interesting and cool," and it was a lot of fun and it was really silly, but also, but it wasn't very cool. Like it wasn't satisfying. It, yeah, but like I, but I, I still, I still, um, I still believe in Dorne. I think that. We got, <laughs> I think we got we got enough kernels that um, that I, I'm just ready for next season with that. Okay, Frank. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is a classic example of what you were talking about of uh, you know of forcing force the show saying this is important because we say it's important. Like uh, I'm, I, I could ask the question of you guys. I guess what are the Sand Snakes' names? 
And you'll know because you've read the, the books. The cute one is Tyene. Tyene. I have no Obara. idea. And then the other ones are... Um, Obra. Marlena. No. And... Uh, Nymeria and Obara. Yeah. Oh. Good pussy. Uh, Not bad good. pussy. <laughs> I, I also, I will also will disagree with... Pussy. I mean, I'm, Titan's very... Titan's very nice looking, but she's she's not going to be the first induction onto the Tough Squad. <laughs> what does that mean? The Tough Squad is uh, is our personal Game of Thrones team for uh, for the best women on the show. Oh. Uh, and regardless, uh, <laughs> her application is is being reviewed. Yeah. Uh, but like, so it's it, they said like, ooh, these girls are important, and then treated them. Very unimportantly, treat yeah. them like stock plot devices yeah. in, in the same way. I know nothing. I don't care about them. I, they're all yeah. It's like oldest tough one slot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I agree. Like Dorn. Uh, I I'm, I'm not as mad about her dying because I feel like it's part of a like. Yeah, she would have been a fun character, but it was also in terms of this whole season. Uh, we we get introduced with the uh, um, back uh, backflash right flashback is how that's phrased <laughs> right. the, the backflash back you know the old backflash uh, of uh, flashback you're th- going to uh, three kids three kids and they're all going to have golden hair, hair and funerals and crowns uh, and, and die uh, so uh, I was actually more mad that there wasn't another death uh, so but because it feels like it's all un uh kept promises for me. So Doran was an unkept promise. We we uh it was not as fun as we wanted it to be. It was fun in many different ways. All that being said, Doran is hands down my favorite part of this. Oh game. yeah. <laughs> and I know that's really? very unpopular. <laughs> and I, I don't care cuz it got so preposterously dark that I like that there's a yang of preposterously light and people shit on that uh fight scene. I think it was intentionally bad. People okay. were like, oh, the cinematography, they really phoned in. Nope. I think it was supposed to look that dumb. <laughs> it was, that was, I, we howled with laughter yeah. when we watched that. Um, also, I thought um, it was a boom mic in the show. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> also, I, I watch, I won't say every day, but probably every three days, I, I watch just the clips of uh, Braun singing Dornishman's Wife. Yeah. there's there is nothing more fun. So does your ringtone? Uh, that's a good point. I, I should know. do that. <laughs> Except having an audible ringtone is literally terrorism <laughs> I, I love Braun I think Braun's my favorite character I think he has been since season one I think he's just this great foil I think he brings out the best in every single person that he's yeah. with I thought he definitely brought out the best in Tyrion I think he definitely brings out the best in Jamie. Yeah. I, I like Jamie and Brienne for plot reasons but Jamie and uh, Braun are so much more fun and I that this is the first time that I've ever thought and I know that other people have felt this way about other characters uh, like uh, like Oberon like oh like that was a death that moved me sure because of its violence but this was the first time where they even hinting at that death I was like oh I know that this would make more sense for plot wise for him to die but please, please don't die Braun Please, yeah. I don't care. Deus dumb, which is, that's also probably the dumbest, dumbest, dumbest Deus Ex Machina of the show is him getting that antidote. That yeah. is what a waste of writing. Because then. he told a hot girl that she was hot. Yeah, or not hot enough. Not yeah. the hottest. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Well, then again, how would we have known that uh, she drank the antidote at the end to killing Marcella? 
good point. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait, uh, yeah, Mallory, sit this one out. This is lads talk. <laughs> Guys, if you were in a similar situation yeah. and like you were poisoned to death by oh. a girl, but she would she would give you the antidote, but you had to tell her she was the hottest girl in the world, but you know that she's not the hottest girl in the world, man. Would you lie to take the antidote? Would you lie to get the antidote? Or would you be true to the fact that like, listen, babe, you're no babe? Well, I think I'd like think to myself, I'd be like, well, I wonder if I hold out. I wonder if she'll just like start to show me more and more of her boobs. She pulls out one of those wallet like yeah. turns around her butts are her Ooh. butt is a boobs. I know that ladies have them and that they're just keeping them a secret. I know. No, butt boobs? Boobs and butt <laughs> boobs, guys. <laughs> uh, I would have liked to have not like to have seen Ron go. I'm very glad that he's still around. But looking back, I just really dislike that. It's really the only reason that was that 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 happened. Like have that fight scene, have that. But Jen, but then treat me with some respect uh, as far as a viewer goes, and assume that people that are watching season five, episode ten, have seen up until that point. Um, right. And and allow us to to think and and analyze and you know don't spoon feed us all that all that stuff. It's very annoying to me. Still love the show though. <laughs> Still love the show. Yeah. Um, what else you got? Uh, I guess my one quip with that situation was they were like ten feet offshore when Marcella died, and then they cut to uh, the antidote. I don't who's the, who's the leader. Alari. 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 Um, I'm so bad at the names. Uh, like, at that point, don't you just turn around and be like, hey, something happened, something fishy happened, uh, you know, but it it seems to me as if they're just going to keep sailing. <laughs> She's, like, uh-huh. drinking it, and then you hear, like, <laughs> yeah, right? Just do, just do some Tokyo drifting. No, yeah, I don't, it just it seemed like the the captain was just like, hey, it's on autopilot. Sorry, man. <laughs> Nothing I can do Nothing at this I point. Do. It's Westeros with us. It's wind, wind, man. man. Yeah. pushing the boat. I don't know. It's away. <laughs> uh, I know that's a little detail, but I was like, ah, no, no, it, no, it's a makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so just quickly, and we'll get into. Uh, you have something? You go. Um, I was watching that episode, and I literally, when they were having that conversation, I was like, I don't know how to feel about this conversation. And then I was like, well, I like her. And then her nose starts bleeding, and I'm like, fuck, she's dead now. Great, I shouldn't have said that out loud because it's a female character that I like, and now she's dead. Uh, how do you feel, uh, t- to you guys, I guess, uh, to you guys, uh, Just about guys. that particular conversation? Because in my head, I don't know if I like it more the way it played out, or more if she were to die without him getting to say uh, that he's her dad. Well, it is Father's Day today. It is yes. Father's Day. Um, <laughs> It's important for this reason, and it's shitty because it is, once again, a female character moving a male character's motivations along. Uh, so it's important for him to get that out and for him to get it validated. I think it's a good thing because now it puts it in a sticky situation where now he's feeling like singing to the rooftops. This is okay. I'm in love with this woman. I am in love with this woman. I don't care who knows it. <laughs> Immediately after Cersei has just uh, had to uh, walk through a street and not admit to that thing. So that's going to set up a nice little. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. They're in yeah. very different places about their relationship right now. Point. They have to. They have to DTR. 
Well, when he yeah. left, it was they weren't really on good terms at all. Um, but I think they both, I think they both still hold in their hearts like we were born together, we're gonna die together, we belong together, even if they're in a fight right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I also think that um, this show, and particularly this season, um, but but throughout, but every season really, I mean, the whole show itself is like um, everything sucks so bad that you find yourself appreciating and, and, and cherishing whatever love there is, however Even weird and twisted it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, like, God, like a father and daughter that, like, look like they're about to, like, like each other and have a positive relationship. Yeah, please. Uh, Jamie feeling like there's, like, like he's going to have, like, a little bit of happiness in this world. Yeah, please. Mm-hmm. Having it taken for, like, that Like that was the other thing. I, I think, and you talked, like, like, that is... <clears throat> Because we know Jamie, and although we only were just getting to know Marcella, but we were seeing, we actually kind of got some of her character as opposed to other people. And maybe it's just because there's a lot of weight in everything Jamie does because he knows he's her father and not. But like, that was the that was the one death that like I felt emotionally affected by because it actually mattered to somebody else in the goddamn room. I got two deaths that I give a shit more about. That's Mister Eamon. Oh, okay. And mm-hmm. Barristan Somi. Ugh. You like old men? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the elder statesman <laughs> of uh, of the Thrones game. Um, so with this storyline, uh, where do you see things going? Do you see them kind of doing? Are we going to start off next season with a like a, a big turn and head back to the door and be like, "Hey, look, look what happened." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Probably. Prince um, Oberyn, or what, what's his name? Prince Doran. She fucked everything up. Please kill her. That's what I would say if I were Jamie. They're all on the same ship, right? Bronn, uh, Tristane. Uh, he's not going to be too happy about this. No. Um, so he can he can get involved and start uh, chopping off some bland snake heads. But there are bigger there are bigger things going on, though. I f- I feel like. And I don't think the show will have earned this because it should actually go in the opposite direction. The boat should turn around and Tristane should be on their sides. But Tristane's probably going to be a political prisoner now because mm-hmm. it's not going to be versus this woman. It's I think it has to be. It's it's like uh, Franz Ferdinand, right? Like yeah. your hand's kind of forced. Yeah. It's it's now Dorne versus yeah. And Doran is going to be forced into action. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like definitely not serving on the small yeah. council now. What's that? Tristine is definitely not serving on the small <laughs> no, council now. Most likely not. Yeah. Um, do you think uh, Jamie is going to wait until King's Landing, though? Or do you think he's going to be like, ah, oh, she's dead, I'm going to kill you <laughs> It's like a weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> she's just wearing sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sirs, hey, uh, no, Marcel's great, she's just sleeping. You know, her, she's you real know, tired from the journey. Boat rides, right. yeah. you know? Um, I think she's on her moon times. <laughs> I don't know... Uh, <laughs> I mean, isn't the mountain just being weekend at Bernie's right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, who has taken a vow of silence. Yeah. Until, Much like Bernie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> until, uh, with the twist being that uh, all of, he won't speak until all of her enemies are dead. Yeah. That's apparently what Kyburn said. Yeah. Um, uh, any other thoughts about the, where we think this is the going? in the sand. <laughs> I don't know. I fucking hate Ilaria Sand now, and I want her to die a fiery death. 
Yeah, um, I, I just dragon think that... just. I hope that Danny's dragon just sweeps over into Dorne, burns just her, and then goes back home. That's what I hope happens, and I probably will. <laughs> you know, because of the direction of the show. Yeah. Hmm? Um, yeah, I think he's he's going to end up in King's Landing, be political prisoner. Um, I don't know exactly how it how it goes with uh, because the Lannisters don't have much. So I guess uh, Baelish can get roped into this uh, mm. in some way. Um, he uh, has that relationship arrangement, I guess, with Cersei. Um, uh, and I guess he, I mean, it just since we're talking about him, we didn't see him in the final episode. We didn't see him in the final like couple, three, three, yeah. two or three episodes. Uh, so he's still <laughs> one of the counting his coins. One of the major players. Uh, and right now, I think he's probably our outside of the possibility of the the Night's Watch, which we'll get to later. Um, but he's probably our best hope right now for taking out the Boltons. I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, Knights of the Vale and uh, the Tyrells and are we moving on to Winterfell? Yes. I think that I think that deep down Littlefinger wants to help the Starks, and I think that everything that he's doing is to, at the very least, seat Sansa in Winterfell, in a position of power. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he, of all people, knows that women can rule. And rule a giant region by themselves. He's been teaching her for as long as he's been with her. And I think that that is his ultimate goal at this point, is to just get Sansa in Winterfell safe, sound, surrounded by her people. So I'm, I'm, this safe. is a little bit of a deep pull, but do you feel like Littlefinger is like John Wayne in The Searchers? Who is essentially, um, he was this character that was... Uh, racist and... Um, kind of awful um but ultimately does the right thing because he was so in love with his brother's wife that he not to uh, well, I'll, yeah I'll spoil a movie that's 75 years old <laughs> uh that that he was planning to he was actually planning to kill his niece uh because she had like grown up with a bunch of uh Comanches I believe and in the end he winds up just not killing her oh uh, and hmm. taking her home. Yeah. So um, how, what? What do you? So Littlefinger. Um, uh, I guess. I guess a, a better comp would be: Is Littlefinger Snape? Is Littlefinger doing all of this just because he oh. loves Catelyn Stark? Is this all? Is, is everything he doing? Is everything he's doing just? Uh, just out of this can? Like this uh, torch, rather that he's holding for Catelyn. Uh, I think that that's definitely part of it. I think the other part is just. The, the 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 ladder climbing climbing up that ladder uh, and I think probably ultimately for him uh, that uh, affection for the Starks uh, and for Cat and as a result uh, Sansa uh, could end up being uh, in his favor or it could end up being his his downfall uh, if he if he was strictly focused on rising he's he's doing pretty well so far but at some point that's either gonna be the strength or it's going to be the the issue for him um so let's these storylines are all kind of intertwined uh sansa is at winterfell she marries uh she's married to ramsey uh reek is still there reeking it up um 
Roos uh, news that he's having a son, a trueborn son, or what is probably going to be a son. We don't know that for sure just yet. Um, Brienne and Podrick. Brienne is really just spending the entire season staring at a window uh, from a hill. Um, the uh, Stannis, Stannis invades after spending some time at the Wall, offering Jon Snow Lord uh, Winterfell. He turns it down. He ends up being Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Uh, leaves there, uh, invades, tries to invade Winterfell. He has that in the last episode, the worst day. <laughs> the, the absolute <laughs> worst day where it was, uh, the snow is melted and half the men, after he burns his daughter, half the men have left <laughs> with, with, uh, <laughs> half the men have left with all the horses uh, his wife has killed herself, uh, and then Melisandre, who's been leading him around this entire time, also deserts him. Then he goes to the battlefield and says the siege begins at, uh, you know, at dusk or whatever he says, uh, and I don't think it's going to be a siege, uh, Your Grace. And then you see... They get awfully close to be like, okay, let's chill out here, do this in the morning. Yeah, they are, but they also didn't uh, expect them to all be coming right up on them. And not just that, but so there was like so many. Uh, and mm-hmm. Stannis looks at the, Daniel looks at the camera and goes, <laughs> uh, he lets out a audible sigh and then just pulls out his sword. And that sigh is just, might as well be Catelyn's, Catelyn's scream for him, which is just <sighs> like, I've got nothing left. Just, that's just whatever happens, happens. Uh, so with all of that, and Brienne were walking up and may or may, maybe, or maybe not, killing him. How'd you feel about any of that? So I'll start just by saying that um, Stannis is, the guy who, do, who, who it portrays Stannis, is such a good actor, I think, mm-hmm. um, and, and so kind of magnetic that, like, I'm already back on Stannis' side if he's alive. Like, I'm, like, I'm already, like, I'm like, I like, I like watching him in this world. I like, I just like it. Yeah. Um, like you, you talk about that sign. It's just like, yeah, that was great. That was a great moment. Yeah. Um, what, uh, I mean, we know it's the North and that the North is dark and depressing, but Jesus, 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 not a lot. Of, I mean, well, uh, Sam having sex was another one of those, like just, Blissfully silly moments when he moaned. <laughs> when he went, oh my! Oh. Yeah. Oh my. And then when he when he moaned, and then uh, and then like you know, next episode is like, so John, <clears throat> elbow, elbow, elbow. <laughs> we like a little bit of Virginia, don't we? It's <laughs> like, hey, but that was, so that was fun. But other that than wild that, like. It wild. was <laughs> that wild and wild and um, answers the joke. Uh, it gives the answer to the joke. How do you have sex with a porcupine? Yeah, <laughs> like okay, very carefully. <laughs> and and John pretty much summed it up uh, as far as the North goes and the story in general, which is well. I'm glad the end of the world is going well for somebody. Yeah. Um, and it was. It is going well for Sam because he also is headed out of there, uh, headed the headed the old town uh, to the Citadel. Uh, to train to be a maester with Gilly and, yeah. with baby. Gilly and, and baby Sam. I just, I'm sorry. I want to. I just go back to something um, because I, I just remembered how blissfully funny this was. John is literally telling Sam about fighting a zombie horde, and Sam is 
Like, yeah, 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 okay, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, I got laid, sucks. dude. I got laid. <laughs> you were fighting zombies all the time. Give me this moment. <laughs> yeah. uh, if, I, like, once again, if I just watched season five, I would be baffled by the Brienne stuff. I'd be like, why do they keep cutting to this woman? <laughs> Who is that? What a weird cutaway. Is she, like, the producer's wife? Contest winner. Yeah. (laughs) So that really upset me. I think that that drove down. Like, just don't show her. It must be something like where they're having to pay this actress. So like, well, we gotta fucking at least put her in there. Yeah, contract stuff or something. Yeah, like she has to be in every three, every two episodes or something to get certain amount of money. But like, what a what a waste. I guess we just needed for story purposes and the way that they're the way they're doing it in the show. We just needed her to have a reason to be there. But uh, it just seemed um, to be there, but then ultimately just get distracted and go after go after Stannis. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that they built it up, that you know, you still have friends in the North. They didn't. They just kept saying that, but I didn't really get really until the end that it really was Brienne. Just Brienne. Were, just Brienne. Um, I really wanted them to cut away to a band of Northerners at some point. And even if they were to, to die trying, we would probably get the feeling like, okay, th- they're dead, but there's yeah. so many more people. Um, yeah, I thought yeah. this was going to be like Beauty and the Beast when, uh, at the end when all the furniture's fighting the yeah. people. Yes. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> you know who would be in charge? The Blackfish. A yeah. perfect person. <gasps> he now knows his grandniece is still alive. Yeah. Christ. And what is Brienne going to need to do? Is she going to, like, she... I, I, March into Winterfell and be like, like I'm fuck all you people up. Where's Sansa? Like Lancelot and Monty Python, just killing Boltons left and right. Yeah. Yeah. And she she's just waiting on that, that candle, which uh, was so bright. Yeah. We talked yeah. about it last episode, but it was it, that was the, the biggest fire the North had ever seen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not one candle. Hold on. Um, but she's just waiting for that... For that... Because I guess she was turned down already. Um, by yeah, Sansa. Sansa's a like, so, But so she's just assuming that Sansa's going to need help. So she's just ha- she's just staying close, um, and just waiting. Like we're, we're, we're just go and save her. Like if you really want to do it, what are you just going to spend the rest of your life waiting waiting by the hill? Oh, uh, there's my candle. Now's yeah. my chance. What if somebody just yeah? What's what what like yeah. yeah, yeah, Mallory. Um, not to keep going back to the books, because I realize that they are different, <laughs> but um, in the books, Brienne runs into other people in her travels, fucking around. She's still not really doing much, but she's running into people and getting some backstory. I feel like... Like Link going through uh, one of the villages? Sure. In Zelda? Sure. No. And, uh, no, um, hey, you know, breaking pottery. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I know about that. Yeah, um, yeah that's good. So, uh, and you hack at the chickens and they all come attack you. (laughs) You were saying earlier about like bands of northerners. Like, why couldn't she be like going to inns and being like, hey guys, what's up? I'm on the down low, just hanging out for a while, laying low. Maybe like, oh shit, like you're a friend of the Starks. We're friends of the Starks. We couldn't shut her up for three seasons telling everybody who she was. Right. But also, there could have been a lot of, uh, uh, like, un important character like world building through Brienne that mm-hmm. didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, she could have been the exposition pony for sure. Yeah. But also, um, even in the books, everywhere Brienne goes, it's like clackety clackety clack. And they're like, oh, 
a seven foot five weird woman. You must be Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Frank? I just real quick because this is such a silly side, so I want to get this as quick as possible. But I, re- after rewatching that last episode, which I did, I can't get over this fact. So Pod is walking with sticks and a rabbit <laughs> in his direction. See Stannis, drops them and runs back from where he came towards Brienne. Where was he going with that stuff? <laughs> Why was he not taking that to where Brienne was? He was going to a stream to clean the rabbit properly. But why and- carry the sticks then? Um, Why carry the sticks? <laughs> yeah, I remember noticing that and being like, "What the? F- where the fuck is he going?" I imagine right now? that Podrick has like a gang of like uh, Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn types, <laughs> and that hang out around the inn. And uh, he was he was he didn't even have that for food. It was just, hey, you guys want to see a dead rat? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Brienne uh, is tipped off to um, by, by by Podrick. Uh, she gets, heads after Stannis after his army is surrounded, swallowed up, and um, like you see, you even see a whole lot of the men just running off as as the others approach. Mm. Um, she hacks at him. I don't think he's dead. I don't think he's dead. I don't think so either. Um, somebody, uh, Jack pointed out to me that the way that she... <laughs> Keep, keep saying names of people <laughs> yeah. that nobody Jack, knows. Friend of the podcast, uh, he said to me that the way that she swung her uh, her sword made it look like she hacked off his leg and amputated it. Um, That'll show him. Well, to like <laughs> save him, you yeah. know what I mean? Like instead of hacking his head off and killing him right there, hacking his leg off, cauterizing <laughs> it because that, yeah. which is what people know what to do. Arya brought that up with the hound. He was like, oh. Um, and like using him for his strategic skills, and because he's Stannis. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Frank. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh well, it just uh, and we might be going through the same thing. Uh, this is an example of the book readers telling us something that oh, this is the way it is because we say it is because everyone keeps saying Stannis is this great master strategian, <laughs> and nothing yeah. that I've ever seen him do in the show has been good. Yeah. So far, he's gotten beaten by Tyrion, and he's gotten beaten by Ramsay Bolton uh, coming in and uh, sneaking in and lighting his tents on fire. And who better to pair up? Then Brienne, who can't do shit right, <laughs> and, and yeah, even if well, it's to Brienne, watch them fail together. Brienne is stupid. Stannis is unlucky. Like Tyrion found wildfire. Tyrion fa- essentially found their equivalent of mustard gas. Uh, he found he found chemical weapons. And, and he's smart. burned all the boats. But even before that, he's not a great strategist. It's like the Armada. It's like, oh, we just have the machine gun of this world, and I'm going to throw a bunch of them at you. That's not, like, great military planning. That's just having a lot well, of boats. You do have the chain as well, where Tyrion... I mean, Tyrion's a, a wonderful strategist. Yeah. To make that chain and to have every armorer in King's Landing make that chain for the, that chain, no matter what they were doing... Genius. So yeah. they, they had to get caught. The fire would spread, destroy their armada. Right. Uh, and I think Ramsey is a son of a bitch. Uh, but you know, guerrilla warfare uh, made it very desperate uh, for Stannis. I think yeah. Stannis just went up against snow. Snow happened also. Yeah, snow happened. Happen. Yeah. I just think. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I was saying that like these are unknown. These are people that aren't respected for their strategy, and mm-hmm. Stannis is like widely renowned, and yeah. uh, maybe that's part of like. The point yes. Yeah. Like, TV Stannis, uh, not so much. But even like in the history, like they talk about like 
Like, Davos is another one. He's, like, rewarded for, oh, he, like, survives, like, this, like, siege. But it's because of Davos. Like, Davos does it. Yeah. 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 Cut off his fingers. (laughs) Fingers. So, you know, if that's the case, that's something that the show hasn't done a good job of of portraying, is that Stannis owes all of his success to other people. And he follows the advice of the wrong people, and he's constantly making these mistakes. Because, I don't know, it was also... Anyway, let's move on. That's well, that's how he is in the books that he follows the advice of the wrong people. Or well, well that's that's the show. Melisandre yeah. is what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, I mean, at this point, like, I think another problem that book readers have with the show is that we're very frustrated because we're out of book, and it's like <laughs> we're finally feeling like. <sighs> What's going to happen now? I don't even know what's going to happen. This sucks. Fuck you, show guys. I want to... I really hope the book comes out before the next season does, because I want to know what happens. should reiterate, big fans of the show. <laughs> yeah, the show. huge fans yeah. of the show. Fans of the show. Uh, yeah. I will say... If I, sorry, if I can real quick. No. Um, in terms of the Brienne v. Stannis, I could see because they cut away why we think he's alive, um, because many of the deaths are like, graphic and brutal and, and disgusting. Um, but what does she get by letting him live? I mean, one of her biggest driving things is, I'm going to avenge Renly, yeah. who I know will never love me, but like, you know, her thing is Oathkeeper. You know, she's yeah. one of the few remaining honorable characters uh, within the show. Um, and one of her driving forces is to avenge Renly. Um I guess maybe Stannis is like, oh, wait, real quick, uh, it was the, the Red Woman yeah. uh, that did the shadow. She's like, oh, okay, shink, you know. Uh, well, yeah. here, 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 here are my thoughts on that. Uh, she's been saying, and she said several times, and she, she was there when, when Renly was killed. And she, he was killed by a shadow with the face of Stannis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this grisly, like, dark, monstery figure. She finally finds Stannis. And what does she find? She finds this guy bleeding out, slumped over against a tree, uh, looks terrible, um, he's dirty, he's, uh, she, she says, uh, you're, you know, you're Stannis? Yeah, I'm Stannis. Uh, you killed uh, Renly Baratheon with dark magic? Yeah, I did. Uh, so he's just, like, very honest with everything. He's very just somber uh, and just like, go ahead, you know what? Just do your duty. Uh, so she even, you see a moment in her, in her face where it's just like, she's, she's having doubts. Like this is, this is the big monster. This is the guy. Um, so what I see happening is her, uh, knocking him out, uh, chopping off a leg, just not killing him. I don't know how she, how she's going to go about not killing him, uh, based on where we, we cut. Um, but I don't think she's going to kill him. What I think is going to happen is that she's going to... Take him to the wall. Hmm. I think they're going to go to the wall, um, and that's the wall is my catch-all for for any characters. <laughs> if I'm not sure what's going to happen with them, oh, they're going to go to the wall. <laughs> Anybody that listens to this podcast, I, I've sent Tyrion to the wall. I've sent Jorah to the wall. Um, <laughs> I still think Jorah's going to end up at the wall, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think that Stannis is going to go to the wall, uh, and it may even through some circumstances uh, become Lord Commander. Of, of the Night's Watch, um, because he's got he's got nothing he's got nothing left. Uh, he's got no army. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the last of his of his house. Um, he has 
tr- everything that he's trusted so far has been wrong. He thought that he was the you know uh, resurrected uh, or the reincarnated uh, uh, Azor Ahai, mm-hmm. and everything that he knows is just crushed. So if he doesn't kill himself, I think he's going to end up going to the wall. Maybe end up being the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Um, I could also see, see see that happening with Davos. Um, but when we talk a little bit more about the the Watch, we can chat about that. But I don't. Uh, that's why I don't think he's dead. Is because in those final moments, uh, Brienne really saw him for what he was. It's also a nice opportunity for Brienne to like live in the moment instead of the past. Yeah. You know, like assess the world as it is and not, you know, and be like, oh, you know what? This guy is garbage and he did bad things to me. But Ramsey Bolton has apparently the biggest army on the planet. (laughs) And King's Landing is a mess. And you know what? This guy might be useful. I don't know, but people don't act like that too much on the show. uh... But again, she's one of the last honorable characters, so I could definitely see her, yeah, having a change of heart like that. Especially because he was so honest. He was similar to her in the fact, like, yeah, these were my crimes. Do your duty. I absolutely understand. Not, like, cursing (laughs) or anything like that. I could see her seeing a bit of herself in in him. But her concept of honor is so fucked because she... She essentially killed the mountain. Hound. Hound. Oh, yeah, the, the hound, rather. Get um, just so that she could carry out her own version of honor. Mm-hmm. And, and she didn't... I mean, I understand that with the, the hound's reputation, you can't yeah. just, like, let... Shit slide, but it's like it's like why like if like you're so everybody's so honorable, but nobody like examines anything. Yeah, and look at it when she went to go save Santa the first time with the airy. Uh, with, with in the in the inn. What was that? At the airy. Uh, no, in the, the at the at the diner. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> at the diner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their milkshakes uh, were coming at the, the, the yeah at the uh, cafe as they were they were eating at. <laughs> oh, nice little brunch spot. They had that Muppets Take Manhattan scene. Where <laughs> Kermit's in the booth, and they all turn and look and say, "Oh, it is Kermit." Dorn, <laughs> <laughs> more like born. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's uh, what this show needs. Yeah, we need some yeah. Waldorf and Statler. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she she is consistently fucking shit up. Stannis is consistently fucking shit up. She's doing it on her own. He's doing it with the help of uh, with the help of others. Um, so let's put them together. Let's send them to. Let's send them. Have that be something. Ooh, whether wouldn't it's it be to the cool if she was the first woman to join the Night's Watch? Yeah, uh, and if there is. If there's some sort of story that gets set up with uh, them kind of, her kind of doing a Jamie bonding kind of thing, as she did with him, uh, with Stannis, uh, headed to the Night's Watch, he becomes Lord Commander. He can make that make that a possibility. But um, before we get to the Watch, let's quickly chat about uh, that cutaway, that will they survive? Uh, Sansa, Theon... Ramsey. Anything? Anything on that? No. So they jumped into what we're guessing is just a big pile of snow. Yeah. yeah. Are we getting into book stuff at all? Or no. No. Just show stuff. Okay. 
Um, yeah, they jumped into the snow, and we'll see what happens. I remember uh, when I was a little kid, like, jumping into the big embankment of snow that built up next to my garage and feeling smothered, you know? Mm. Um, so even if they survive the fall, like, are they going to be able to get out of there? Is somebody going to have to find them? Like, what what's happening? So uh, the sense I'm getting is that in the books, we're a little bit behind in the show. Is that is that just, fair to say? Just a just little, little bit. Okay. So then I'll direct this at Frank. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you think is What do you think is going to happen? Well, I think it would be my favorite <laughs> moment of the whole series if they open up and like they bring both those characters back just to have them be dead like, <laughs> at the beginning of next season. Yeah. Pick up right where they left off. Yeah. Uh, just how many cliffhangers? Because we've like been making that joke. Will they? How many cliffhangers ever end with? Nope. Nope. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. They did not make it. Batman and Robin are dead. Sadly, this arc marks the end of our friends. Yeah. <laughs> the Joker will now be the name of this show. Joker. I think I think they're alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question is, uh, how alive are they? How yeah? How alive are they? And where are they going? Uh, I mean. For me, of course, as we, as I've already previously said, probably going to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but we also know that there's other there are other things out there. Um, that who knows where Blackfish is at the moment. Um, you have some Stannis men that are still floating, probably still floating around. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, Davis isn't isn't around. We might have. I don't know if that one guy that was real important for this last episode. Um, I don't think it's going to be a siege. Um, that guy. Um, you know what would be fascinating? What's that? Uh, talking about taking people places. <laughs> what if? What if Theon took Sansa to the Iron Islands? I was just thinking oh. that. Oh yeah. my god! Wouldn't that be a great way to reincorporate Queen that of culture? The Iron and then, and then uh, his sister could show back and boot back up. And be like, what the fuck is this? And then she could be reintegrated and back then, into the yeah, show because then, everyone's forgotten about her. And then Sansa could be like, hey, uh, look, there's a dog. And she's like, oh, you, come out of <laughs> here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have the Greyjoys uh, on, on my little paper here. Uh, so that I think that is a possibility. I just don't know how that would be the case because right. there's nothing in the show away. right now that says that they're anywhere uh, close. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you need. Well, would they walk there? But yeah, didn't his sister? The last time we saw her, she was leaving the Iron Islands to save Tyrion. No, no, she yeah. she had. Last time we saw she her, she was in the keep where Theon was being held. She had beaten them in combat, mm. and then there were some dogs, and she ran away. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> Forgot about that. Well, so then she's like. In the neighborhood, I feel like there has to be like some well, deleted scenes the or port. something. Oh, like gotcha. that can't. That's one of the things that pisses me off about the show runners is that there. It feels like there were so many things that were built up to a certain point, and then like, oh, none of that matters. That's not important anymore. Just forget all that happened. Um, what what I hate hearing about is the budget uh, for the for this for this show. Because I don't care how much money they pump into the show, it's going to make so much more. So if HBO really is like, uh, if, if let's say Dorne, for example, if, if Dorne wasn't all it could have been because of um, balancing the, the, sh- the show budget or something, that's the worst. 
uh, because th this, this show is going to make so much more. Um, but I do know that there was, uh, I think it was the Hard Home, they had to ask HBO for more money uh, for, the, for, the, for the battle for the, scenes and well, for the production well. and the post-production. Um, I don't understand why they just don't have a blank check no. to, to, to do right. this show. It's, it's going to be incredible. It's the most popular thing on HBO right now, yeah. and it's the reason why HBO Go exists mm -hmm. and why it's so popular. If, if these were movies, which obviously they can't do because there's so much content, but if these were movies, they would be... It, 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 what, the, the budget would probably be like $250 million each movie, and they would make that back. Yeah. They would make that back. Yep. Speaking of budgets, in terms of time, why can't these episodes be an hour fifteen? Yeah, why can't all? Why are they? Why are they all being? Why are they all fifty-four minutes? Why are they all ten episodes? Right. Why not? Why not just twelve episodes? Uh, George R. R. Martin has said that he's wished that they would just make two to three more episodes each season because there's so many things make within. Twelve. Yeah, make twenty. Make I don't 15. care. <laughs> um, all of the stories that are because there are some side stories, and I think at this point, um, I don't I don't know anybody that's that's going to. I mean, we're going to sit around and, and talk about different things, <laughs> um, but uh, I just want more and more and more. Like I love the extended extended edition uh, Lord of the Rings. I'm going to eat that up. Hmm. There was um, talk before. I remember there was talk before the season starting. People being like, well, this is a fifth book. That's what we have left. We're going to run out. Well, what are they going to do? Are they going to do, uh, you know, the Dunkin' Egg stories? Are they going to do um, pre-show history? Like, there's a lot of other different things they could do in the interim while they're waiting for the sixth book to come out. But obviously we know now that the showrunners don't care about the books because they've already talked to George about how things are supposed to go. And... Um, I'm also interested in if you guys think that this show suffered for a lack of George being on set because he's trying to focus on his finishing his book. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't like. I don't know. I don't. I didn't watch. Um, I, I think. I think we talked about this last week also, which is that the, to me, it felt like the show even though they know that they are going to surpass the books, this season felt like the show was scared to, to do that. Mm. And that was what the real problem was with that, was that they tried to stretch everything out to end them syncing up with the books when they had, when they did not have enough content and they really should have gone other ways. I can't say, I, I, I can't say that this show felt like 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 that George R. R. Martin's hand wasn't in it. Um, I, I, I like I, I I guess I just can't say definitively enough. Like because to be honest, the 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 books that they were basing this on, there was a lot of meandering in terms of things that yeah. actually happened in that too. Yeah. Um, the difference is that it was meandering with details and uh, and character development and we didn't really get any of that well that will do it for part one of our Game of Thrones season 5 wrap up uh, part two will be out on 
June 29th, so you can look for that uh, next Monday, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, and it will pick up magically where this one left off, so you won't miss anything. Um, did want to mention that if you are a fan of The Strain, which is a show on FX, uh, then make sure you're listening to Bloody Sunday, which is a podcast that some of the same people that do Stark Riven Mad cover, including myself. Uh, that premieres on July 12th, so the first episode of the season of Bloody Sunday, the Strain podcast, will be on July 13th. Um, so, if you're a fan of that show, check it out. Otherwise, you got a bunch of different Stark Raven Mad episodes to look forward to to help get you through this off season. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. <laughs>